0: So we're going to continue just for the next few minutes talking about um, our year-long series on heroes. And looking at men and women in the Bible, and if, if we could run one lap with them, what would they tell us? What advice? What wisdom? What would they want to communicate to us today. The Bible is filled with incredible heroes and incredible stories. And today we're going to look at uh, probably one of the most famous of all heroes, David. Now, I need to say this. We could do a year on David alone by himself. So, so for us to do one Sunday on David uh, is really, really difficult and very, very hard because his life Uh, is so amazing. But we're going to look at the life of David today. We're going to look at some things that David would tell us and tell you today as you run the race of life. How many of you are running? We may be a little slow, but we're still running the race of life. Amen. And we haven't arrived yet, but we're getting there. So what would David tell us? And uh, you're more concerned about what David and Michelle are doing right now. So they're putting up five easels that I'm going to I'm going to share with you. So, uh, so we're getting all set. We're ready to go. What would David tell us today in our, 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 our race of life? David's name means beloved. Everyone say that word, beloved. beloved, beloved. And you know that David was described as a man after God's own heart. God loved David, and David loved God. He was beloved. David wasn't loved based on his performance, David was loved based on who he was. And David was a good shepherd boy following the great shepherd. And he followed him all his life. And so today what we're gonna do is is kind of interesting, uh, I'm not gonna get the the poster up here, right? Uh, We're gonna look at five important cities In David's life, and what David learned in each of those cities. Now, when Tammy and I got married back in 1985, we moved from Orlando to Oklahoma City. We lived in a, 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 the, uh, the big Bible app that, we're, that we are on. That's the church that we went to as youth pastors. They founded uh, the, the big uh, Bible app and Bible program. That's the church I went to in Edmond, Oklahoma. So we went from Orlando to Oklahoma City. We went from Oklahoma City to Dallas. And then we came back to Orlando. In every one of those cities, every city has a different personality. Every city has got a different style and different taste. And so when we were in Orlando, we we learned from Orlando. We went to Oklahoma City. We learned from the people there in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City was different from Dallas. Dallas was different from, from Orlando. My point is this. In your life, God has taken you to different cities. And every time he takes you to a different city, it's for a purpose. Now, some of you have only lived in Orlando all your life. Many of you have lived in many, many different cities. And I want you to just think about the cities that you've been to and the cities that you've lived in. And every city was different and unique. And God's purpose was revealed in those particular cities. Now, watch this. God is going to take you like David through seasons of life. And in every season, you're going to get a new revelation of who God is. Remember, David was a shepherd, right? And in Psalm 23, one of the great verses in all the Bible, David was talking about the good shepherd. Watch this. The Bible says that David said in Psalm 23, You take me to green pastures. Everyone say green pastures. And then David says, you lead me from green pastures, you lead me to still waters. From the still waters, the Bible says that David said that you take me through the valley. Everyone say valley. And then he says in the end, you will take me to a table in the presence of my enemies. Now watch this. Those four distinct seasons reflect how the great shepherd leads you and me and David through the seasons of life. He'll take you to green pastures. He won't leave you there forever, why? Because he wants to lead you to still waters. You'll be in a season of your life in still waters. He will not leave you there because now he's taking you what? Through the valley and then one day he places you at a table in the presence of your enemies which speak of victory. My point is this. David was a shepherd who followed the great shepherd. And if you and I will do the same thing, God will take us to different seasons, different cities, different experiences so that he can reveal himself to you as being the great shepherd. My question to you today is, Are you willing to follow him? Are you willing to go with him? Are you willing to follow the great shepherd? Even though you go through the valley, you may go through difficult times, you may go through wonderful experiences and celebrations. The point is, as believers, we have to be willing, like David, to follow the great shepherd. And if David were sitting down with you at Starbucks this week, he would say to you today, Follow the great shepherd. Stick close to him. You may not understand everything that's going on. You may not understand the city that you're in. You may not understand the difficulty that you're going through. But if you will stick close to the great shepherd, he will lead you into victory. That's what David would say to you today. Stick close to the great shepherd. Hear his voice. Know who he is. Trust him. And you will find in your life there will be seasons of good, there will be seasons of bad, there will be seasons of questions, there will be seasons of uncertainty, there will be seasons of celebration. And the point is, God, I want to follow the great shepherd through every season of my life. Can I get an amen? So I'm going to take you real quickly through five key cities. Five key seasons in David's life and I'm going to show you some of the lessons that David learned in those cities so Michelle I'm starting over here is that correct okay how many are still with me let me hear an amen so here's the posters here's the easels this is all the work that David Michelle did I'm getting ready to reveal it to you and some of you are so stressed out now you just want to know what's behind each poster here's poster number one I feel like Vanna White <laughs> I heard that Gary You better be glad I don't look like her. (laughs) Number one, here is the first city that David began to follow the great shepherd. Bethlehem is the city. The meaning of Bethlehem is house of bread. Now, the only connection I can make to that is this. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread, what? Alone. It was in Bethlehem that David, the shepherd boy, began to understand that he needed to know God and seek God and follow the great shepherd. He was a shepherd boy in Bethlehem. And this was the season for David, and this is what I call, and you'll see in your notes, number one, this is the first season, and this is the season of faithfulness. David would say to each and every one of us, be faithful. Be faithful in little things. Be faithful when no one is looking. Be faithful when you're all alone. David learned as a young shepherd boy out in the fields that man doesn't live on bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it was in Bethlehem that David learned to be faithful. When no one was looking, when the camera wasn't on, when he wasn't posting on Facebook and LinkedIn, David learned the principle of being faithful in little things. Faithful to your word. When you give someone your word, that is important. Uh, Faithfulness is a character trait that is missing these days. And we, like David, we need to remember that God is going to teach us in this season that we need to be faithful in little things. Now, I'm going to give you three questions. They're going to be on the screen. And these are some questions that are asked of you when you are in the season of faithfulness. When you are in Bethlehem. These are some of the questions that God may ask you and they're gonna be on your screen. So go ahead and put them up there. Number one, are you willing to be faithful in little things? Number two, are you willing to submit to learning and being taught? And then number three, here's a question that we are asked in Bethlehem. Can you embrace the patience needed to endure this season. So there's the three questions right there. These are questions that God asks us, watch this, when you are in the field alone with the sheep, are you going to be faithful? Can I depend on you? Are you going to be willing to be patient as I am developing you as a young shepherd? Are you all with me this morning? It was in Bethlehem, watch this, this season, had to be a success because this was the foundation of his life and David would say to us today church be faithful be a man and woman of your word be faithful when no one's looking be faithful when you're alone develop that character trait because you're going to need it one day you see David didn't know that one day he was going to be king and he needed the principles That he learned in Bethlehem to help him be the king of Israel. So in this season today, in Bethlehem, God wants to make sure that he can trust you. He wants to make sure that you are willing to be patient and you're willing to, even though you don't get any credit, you're willing to learn and you're willing to develop your character so that God can move you to the next season. Can I get an amen? So number one, Bethlehem, the season of faithfulness. Here's number two. Here's the second city. Elah. This is the second city. And I put in your, script, in your notes the scriptures uh, for each one of these. So Elah was the second city that uh, God brought David to. And look in your notes. This is the season of victory. Season of victory. Elah means oak tree. Now, what do you think of when you hear the word oak tree? Strong, stable, roots. See, David's root system was established in Bethlehem. And God said, watch this church, I, I trusted you in Bethlehem. You were faithful in little things. You were faithful when no one was looking. When you were out there tending the sheep, you were faithful to worshiping me and loving me. Therefore, I'm gonna bring you now to a place, to a new city with a new purpose, and this is the oak tree, and this is where David, watch this, this is where David confronted and defeated Goliath. It's a season of victory. It's a season of celebration. He confronted Goliath. Watch this. When all of the children of Israel were running uh, afraid of Goliath, David was the one who stepped up and said, I am not going to wither. I'm not going to faint. I'm going to be an oak tree, and I'm going to be strong against you, Goliath. You see, God tests you in Bethlehem, and then he promotes you to a season of victory in Elah because he trusts that you're going to be an oak tree. You're going to be solid. How many of you have ever been faced with a Goliath in your life? An imposing figure. Goliath was known for his, watch this, and I love this. He was known for his words. He was physically very impressive, but that was not where his power was. Watch this. His power was in his words. Goliath spoke fear into the army of israel he used words as his weapon goliath's name means i love this to strip wow to strip with his words he stripped the israeli army of their courage with his words he stripped the soldiers of that day of their strength he spoke words that defeated them and stripped them of their confidence. That's why, look it up, that's why every single warrior ran in fear when they saw Goliath. But only one person stood up and said, watch this, I'm gonna be an oak tree. I am not gonna allow the words of Goliath to defeat me i'm in a season of victory and i am not going to allow the words of the enemy to steal or to strip my courage my strength and my confidence you know what the enemy that we serve today there's a spirit of goliath that is still alive today and he is a he is an enemy who speaks to you and strips you of your courage strips you of your strength strips you of your power with words that defeat you are y'all with me this morning Amen. and it's in Elah that David said I'm going to be an oak tree and I'm going to believe the word of God more than the words of Goliath and my question to you today is whose report are you going to believe you want to be an oak tree, then you've got to lean into what God says about you and not what the enemy says about you. The Bible says that the, that the enemy, Goliath, is an accuser of the brethren. Every day, you know what he does? He wakes up and he says, I am going to accuse Those people at Pine Castle, I'm going to accuse them and try to strip them of their faith, try to strip them of their peace, try to strip them of their courage. But I pray that God would raise up men and women in Pine Castle that are like oak trees, that are not going to wither and go back and forth they're going to be strong because they know what god says about them and when the spirit of goliath rises up and tells you you're going to die you're going to get COVID, you're going to go bankrupt your kids are going to get sick you and i can stand strong in the midst of that spirit and say i'm going to depend on the name of the lord he's where my strength comes from are y'all with me today So it's in this season now that God gives you victory. And wouldn't it be great if we just stayed in a season of victory forever? It's called the mountaintop. Your bills are paid, the kids are getting along, you got money in the bank, everything's going great. And it would be so nice to be able to stay in this, but watch this, God loves you too much to keep you in a season of victory. He will take you like he did in Psalm 23. He starts out in green pastures, he takes you to still waters, and then it's through the valley that he takes us. And I want you to notice that in the valley, that's the only place where God says, I am with you. Mm. It's in the valley. See, we don't need to know that God's with us when we're at Elah, when we're in that season of victory. We need to know that God is with us in the valley, in the dark places, in the moments where you're like, God, where are you? God, I want to go back to Bethlehem. God, I want to go back to Elah. God, I want to go back to Dallas. God, I want to go back to Oklahoma City. God, I want to stay in Orlando. Whatever it is, God loves you too much as a good shepherd to keep you in one season long enough he moves you so that you will trust him and whatever season you're in you're following the great Shepherd so now that leads us to season number three are you still with me let me hear an amen a oh I didn't give you the I didn't give you the questions for for uh, for number two did I you want those questions guys go ahead and put uh, questions number two in elah these are the questions that uh, that god asks you can you handle success okay you're going to defeat goliath can you handle it how many know that some people can't be trusted with with success because it goes to their head will you remain humble after triumph will you give god the glory after you defeat goliath who gets the credit you Or God and sometimes we don't experience victory because God can't trust us with the victory because it goes to our head but God knew he could trust David in Elah will pride get the best of you how many of the people that, 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 that sometimes are always seem successful they're very arrogant they're very proud they take all the credit and God doesn't want you to get the credit In in Eli, he wants him to get the credit, and him alone. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, so uh, city number three, Adullam. Uh, That word there means justice for the people. This is where Saul turns on David and tries to kill him. He attacks him. And David retreats to a cave in Adullam. And he's got hundreds if not thousands of soldiers chasing him. How do you think you would feel if you woke up every single morning and you knew that there was a thousand people chasing you? How many knows that that would be very, very difficult? Be very, very painful. Very, very, very scary. Very a time of fear. But this is the season of in David's life, the season of difficulty. Now watch this. In most cases, and I think it's true in your life as well, after every great victory, there will be a season of great difficulty. Look at Elijah. You remember 2 Kings? He called fire from heaven and he was on the front of Charisma Magazine. He was being interviewed by every great Christian leader. He had a New York Times bestseller. And what happened after that great victory? Are y'all with me? He called the fire from heaven, defeated 750 prophets, and he was the man of God. He was speaking all over the world at every great conference, and what happened? Just a few hours after his victory, he was sent into a season of depression. He was suicidal. Why? Because after every great victory, there usually will come a season of difficulty. This is where God is testing you. This is where God is making you. This is where God is, is working in you. And it's in Adullam where you are being chased and you are scared and you're wondering where God is and you're hiding in a cave. This is the place that God is developing you and maturing you and causing you to be persistent and not to give up in the face of difficulty. Can I get an amen? amen. And it's in that God that David trusted God even more it's a season of difficulty and here's the questions that we will be asked in Adullam number one will attacks from the enemy deflate your strength will criticism affect you and number three can you withstand the attacks of people that are close to you how many has ever been attacked by somebody who is a family member Somebody close to you? And that's exactly what David was thinking. He's like, Saul, the one that I used to work with and work for, the one that I used to play the harp to when he was depressed, and I would play the harp and the spirit of the Lord would come in and change. Is this the one that's attacking me? And many times, church, the people that are closest to you will be the very ones that will stab you in the back. Be careful. Notice I didn't say be fearful, I said be careful. Because David taught us that even people close to you will be the ones that will stab you in the back. You guys ever heard of a guy named Judas? Yeah, you know what Judas' name means? You're gonna like this. It means spear. Watch this. When he kissed Jesus on the cheek, he was stabbing him in the back. And it's in a dullum that you had better make sure, watch this, that you're living from the bread that only God can give you, that you are not trusting in your past victories. It's in a dullum where you will be stabbed in the back by the people closest to you. And God wants to know how are you going to respond to criticism? How are you going to respond to people stabbing you in the back? How are you going to respond to people on Facebook deflaming your name? How are you going to react? And your reaction will determine your destiny. Most people die in the cave of Adullam because they can't handle the attacks of people close to them. And it's how you respond to attacks that will determine your future. I hope you're getting this today. You can only learn this in Adullam. You can only learn this in the place of justice for the people. You can only learn this where God working in your heart in this city to develop his character in you. Now, this is what I do. This is me personally. It doesn't always work, but I certainly try. I try to stay very flatline. So if you come up and you give me praise, You pat me on the back and say, Pastor Scott, that was fantastic. I appreciate your applause. I appreciate your adoration. I appreciate your kind words. But I stay flat. Why? Because I have learned that you can't just accept the praise and not accept the criticism. So I flatline. And if you come up to me and say, Pastor Scott, that was the worst sermon I've ever heard. I'm not going to react any differently than if you give me praise. Why? Because I've learned over the years to flatline. Stay straight. Stay level. Don't let the the praise get to your head, and don't let the criticism get to your heart. See, some people love the praise, but they're destroyed when the criticism comes. And if I were you, I would stay flatline as best you can, accept the praise, accept the criticism, and stay flat so that you're not going up and down, up and down. Can you imagine every single week if I'm counting on your applause or your uh, uh, words of of encouragement to lift me, I'd never make it. But I'm also not going to allow your criticism to defeat me either. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to learn from it, but I'm going to stay flat. And that's how you maintain a life serving God. By having that balance and not letting the criticism in a defeat you for what's ahead. Because, can, can I tell you something? Good is coming. Good is coming. You're not gonna be in the cave forever. You're not gonna be here forever, but you've got to pass this test in order to go what's next. And most people, they die in the cave because they cave under the criticism and the attacks of those close to them. City number four, are you ready for number four? I've got five more minutes. I hope you're getting this today. I hope you're getting it. City number five, and this one just wants to keep falling down, Hebron. Hebron. The word Hebron means association. This is the place, watch this, where God says you are going to be king. Now watch this. He could have never been king in Hebron without passing the test of Adullam. If he would have failed here, he would have never been able to go to the next city. But because David was faithful in Adullam, he says, I am now going to promote you in the city of Hebron. And that word there means association, which means this. Watch this. Be careful of the people that you surround yourself with. See, thank you, John. He had to let go of some of his friends in Adullam. Watch this. Those friends did not have the capacity to take him to kingship. He had to let go of these people. And as painful as it was for him to receive the attacks in Adullam, these people would never have the ability to get him to be king. So David had to learn and develop new people that would take him to that place of promotion, that place of kingship. Can I tell you something? there are a few people in your life that you have got to let go of in order for you to go to that next kingship season. Some of you are codependently hanging on to relationships that are not healthy for you, and as long as you associate with them, you will never become king, because you show me the people that you associate with, and I tell you the person you will become. Well, I'm giving some wisdom today. (laughs) Let go of those codependent relationships that will never get you to kingship. It doesn't mean you need to be rude. It doesn't mean you need to be uh, 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 arrogant about it. It just means that, watch this, you are wise and you understand that there's certain people that are going to get you to the next level. And you've got to associate yourself with those people that will get you to kingship. You're not going to have many of them. You're only going to have a few. But those are the people that inspire you. Those are the people that motivate you. Those are the people that will speak truth in your life. David associated himself with quality people and they had the capacity to take him to the next level. And it was in Hebron that David received his promotion. A season of promotion. And that's where God wants to take you. Can I get an amen? And then number five. Bruce, if you'll come up to the keyboard. Jerusalem. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Thank you. Questions for number four here, real quick. I'm getting ahead of myself here today. Questions for, for, for uh, season number four. Number one Will you have the ability to see the big picture and let go of some things so that you can embrace new things? Can you allow God to continue to use you? And here's the real important question When you are in Hebron and you are a king, will power corrupt you? Can you handle the kingship? Will power corrupt you? And those are the questions that are asked in Hebron in the season of promotion. And then here is Jerusalem, number five, the new city. I've taken some of you to Jerusalem. What a beautiful city. It's up on a hill. It's called the city of peace. Beautiful, beautiful city. You go up from Jericho, you go up the mountains, you begin to ascend, you begin to elevate and this is beautiful city of peace. This is where David, what I call is the city of loss and blessing. It's a city of loss and blessing. Because it was in Jerusalem, watch this church, that David, he was king. And the Bible says that he was in Jerusalem and Most kings went off to war. The Bible says that David remained in Jerusalem and that cost him everything. The Bible says he went out on his deck and he looked down and he saw Bathsheba, and you know the story. That's why it's a season of loss because David made a tactical mistake. Most kings went off to war. David said, I'm not going to go to war. I'm going to take off. I need some time. I'm going to just rest. And he went out and he was tempted by Bathsheba. Bathsheba's name means daughter of promise. He took as king something valuable when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. That was somebody's daughter. She was a daughter of promise. And yet, from that experience, David experienced incredible loss. He lost a son. In fact, he lost a couple sons. He paid a terrible price for his infidelity. And all of us need to be challenged. that we are all capable in Jerusalem of slacking a little bit and not going to war and allowing ourselves to be tempted by the daughter of promise. It's a season of loss. It's also a season of blessing because this was the city that David released Solomon, his son, to take over his throne. What an incredible honor. In spite of his failures, in spite of his uh, misgivings, in spite of his lack of character, God still gave him the ability and the honor of blessing his son Solomon to take over as king. It was a city of loss. And, blessing. and you'll see now through these five cities, there's ups and downs. There's good times, there's bad times. There's times where you're like, God, what's going on? There's times where God shows up in a big way to defeat Goliath, and then you'll find yourself a few hours later in Adullam, being attacked by the very people that you thought were going to stand with you. There's ebbs and flows, seasons of good, seasons of bad, green pastures, still waters, the valley of the shadow of death, and the table in the presence of our enemies. But David would say to us today, stay faithful. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Be faithful. Stick to it. Stick with me. And if you do, I'll take you and I'll lead you. That's what God would say to us through David today as we are running this race of life. Would you stand up across the auditorium just for a moment? Thank you for putting up with me today, online. My question to you today is, are you willing to follow the great shepherd? Your heart may want to stay in Bethlehem, your heart may want to stay in Orlando, your heart may want to be in Elah, but are you willing to trust the good shepherd and allow him to take you to whatever city he deems necessary to make you into the man and the woman that God wants you to be? Are you willing to follow him? A few minutes ago, Bruce and Lisa and Heather sang a great song, I Surrender All. I think every single day we need to wake up with that same determination. God, I surrender all. Lord, I want to live in Bethlehem, but I'm willing to follow you. God, I would really love to stay in Elah, but I'll follow you. God, I want to get out of Adullam, but I'll follow you. Whatever season you're in, you got to trust the great shepherd that he's going to lead. Are you willing to follow? And eventually it will bring you to a place of peace. Even in the midst of loss. You'll end in Jerusalem in a place of peace for his glory. Will you follow him today? That's the question.